Hi, this is John Ryan with uh, Team Handball News. And uh, joining me on the line are the Hooter brothers, Ian and hey, Patrick. Up? Well, guys, I really appreciate you coming in today to talk a little bit of uh, handball in Germany, playing for the U.S., all those good things. So uh, thanks for joining me today. Appreciate Thanks for having us. Thank yeah. you. Well, you know, typically when we do an interview on the show, uh, mostly because we're usually talking to Americans who grew up in the, in the U.S. proper, we talk a little bit about how they got involved in handball. And that's usually a little bit different story than I think what you guys are going to tell us. But uh, either one of you guys can take it away. Tell us how, uh, how you guys got involved playing handball. Ian, you want to start? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah. Um, first of all, um, we both, I think, started with um, with handball when we were about six years old. Um, we we grew up and um, were born in in Germany. We lived two years in San Francisco when we were um, smaller, but then we came back to Germany. And like I said, at the age of six or seven, we started. Uh, to play handball and um, yeah we we stuck to the sport and uh, different than in the U.S. in the moment um, the, the team handball sport is um, yeah one of the the big sports um, in Europe and in Germany next to playing playing soccer. Yeah. You know that's something I've always wondered a little bit and I remember talking to somebody saying yeah we saw like little kids playing in Iceland and they had like a bar that they dropped down on the goal so nobody could shoot up higher corner because <laughs> no, they're right. six yeah. year olds. How, how is the game played when you're that young, when you're like six to 10 years old? Um, it's, it's a different sport. So well, you, you normally start uh, in the defense. It's like a one, one, one situation. So every player has his own player and he has to uh, defense that player. So it's nothing like a six zero, like the normal defense you play in handball. It's more like a um, yeah one to one situation. The, the 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 kids trying to just pass the ball and get into the goal. And uh, as you mentioned, it is like in the in the really small stages. You have a bar underneath the the actual bar so that uh, they can't throw over because um, the, the, the boys or the girls at play are just too small for, for that goal. And, and I suppose contact, they don't, uh, they have like different rules on contact? Uh, they, well, they not really do. Um, I, think, I think the contact sport is in that age, they don't really know how to, how to like really contact the players, they just, normally actually go after the ball so it's uh i think the rules are the same but just the players or the little the boys and girls they don't really know that that you can like foul someone they're just more uh looking for the ball and uh, to get the ball in the goal <laughs> yeah so you guys are playing there real little what, what's it like transitioning from that beginning stages to well, you know, like in the U.S., when that when you're at that age, they don't even keep score, you know. But at a certain point, right. the, the games start getting uh, more serious, more real. Is it the same in Germany? And, and and how does that work from handball going from like a little kid's game to 
Yeah, you know, young teenager or pre-teenager. Um, yeah, well, um, okay. I mean, yeah, Patrick, go ahead. Or, okay, well, uh, I, I think... Um, <laughs> okay, you go. You go ahead. <laughs> Um, so I think we personally um, learned from an early age on um, that, yeah, that we compete on a, on a high level. We played for TSL Bayadomang since we were little. And um, it's pretty funny because um, we just played against, against Gumasbach, um, a big team um, in, in Germany, and they've always been our, our rivals. And already when we were um, in the youth, if we were like 12, 13, we had these big rivalry games against Gumasbach, um, where we also knew, oh, we want to win this game. So um, I personally think that we already had kind of this um, competitiveness um, at an early age. Um, I know how it is uh, in the States that, like you said, um, the really small ones, they don't keep score and everyone's kind of the winner um, <laughs> at the end. But I think we, we didn't really have that. We um, yeah, had this competitiveness at the beginning, and uh, I think that's also a, a good aspect. Yeah. And, and, and do they have different age-level teams? Is it like uh, U13, U15, U17? Right, yes, right. Exactly. Well, that's that's how it is. Uh, you start. That's how we call it in Germany. It's it starts with the F youth, and then it goes all the or even the uh, the E youth. That's like the smallest group, and it goes way up to the A youth. So that will be like players 18, 17, 18 or A youth. That's the last year of uh, youth team. And it starts with the EU that should be like about six, seven. Okay. And then you'd like go through all these youth and afterwards you, uh, you maybe stop and say, okay, I'm finished. Or you say, okay, let's go to the, to the men's team. Yeah. And, and does, uh, uh, Magen have like, uh, two men's team or three, three men's team. And, and, uh, um, how is that transition going from the last youth team to the, uh, to the adults? How, how does that work? Uh, and, and how did it work for each of you? They, well, uh, after the, 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 a youth, we have, uh, we have three teams. Well, but the, the, the last team of the men's team is more like, um, like hobby. They have, they, I think they practice like once or twice a week and they just really, they really do it for fun. Uh, the second team is like a, um, it's a team for the younger players just to, to get, to gain experience. Uh, the, the league is, I think the fifth league in Germany. So it's, it's pretty good. Uh, young players that don't really make the, the first team in the moment in the second Bundesliga, they have the chance to gain experience, uh, in the, in the fifth league. And um, otherwise, then the first team is at the, the second division in Germany. And um, well, the biggest change is the physicality. So you go from an A youth, like you're a teenager, and then you go to the first team and you just have like men that are really buff and uh, fast and strong. So that's a big change from youth to, to the second uh, division or even men's. Um, and otherwise, it's like it—it's faster too. 
Did you go uh, from the AU f- straight to the uh, to the uh, the top team, or did you go to the uh, intermediate team for a year first? Um, we well, we we both went to the to the first team right away. Um, I when I went to the first team, we were playing second division, uh, so I always had uh, weekends where I played for for the second team and the first team just because uh, in my first season, I didn't really play that much. So it was perfect for me to just uh, be with the first team, practice with the first team, um, even play maybe like 10 to 15 minutes, but then have the, the chance to, to play in the second team for 60 minutes. Yeah. So that helped. Yeah. So Ian, what, same sort of story for you? Yeah, exactly. So um, we already also had that in the A youth where we uh, could experience already uh, some game time in the, in the second team. And uh, yeah, after coming from the youth, we, um, or me personally, um, also uh, had the honor to go right away to the men's team. What percentage of the players, uh, like on your A youth team, made that transition to the, to the top team? Um, it, it, I think it depends on, uh, youth every year, the youth team there's, I think with Ian, in Ian's team, there were, uh, three, three or four players that went up. Uh, I think it kind of depends on, on in which division you are at that current moment. Um, in, in my, in my, uh, a youth, there were players that went from the a youth to the first division. So they changed clubs. Um, and, uh, in my year from the AU to the first team, it was me and one other player. Okay. So it, it always depends. Yeah. And you know, that, that's the other thing I can, I don't need to, to go into, uh, contractual details and, 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 and whatnot, but it's a, it's a, it's a step up. And, and I don't know, it, I think it depends on the, on the, uh, second division team or even the third division team, you know, you sign a contract, you know, it's maybe not a full-time salary, but there's a, there's a commitment by the player and a commitment by the club. Is that a way of explaining right. it? Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Uh, especially for the, the, a, the players that go up, uh, it's more a, an honor to, to be able to be a part of that team uh, and to, to practice, to have the, the, the facilities, to have all the, the infrastructure, uh, just to, to get better every day and work hard. And um, I think that is like a big argument for the youth players just to, to be a part of that team. Yeah. And then, and then I, I would, I would guess that the typical, you know, then there's a, a path that different players go, go toward, you know, somebody, somebody does that for a year or two, maybe it's not their thing and, and right. they decide not to go up. Maybe right. they're just not that good or, or, you know, other players, you know, they're really good. And they, they, the club says, Hey, you've been with us now. You've, you've gotten this experience and, and um, you know, that you know, exactly. the discussion is held exactly. to decide. And they're even, they're even, they're even uh, stories where a, a player um, is told by the, the team that he's not good enough and he goes to a uh, less good team gains experience and uh, gets so good that after like two years, he goes to the first division team. We had that already in Dormont too. So there are so many different stories and that's the, the beauty of this game and the beauty of uh, just 
just uh, staying, sticking to it and uh, practicing. Um, that's, that's why we love the sport. Yeah. Well, and, and I don't know how familiar you are with, uh, you know, how, how things are structured into the U S and it's really, uh, um, it's a up or out situation. You know, if you're, if you're like a basketball player, I mean, yes, mm -hmm. in college, there's lower divisions, but if you don't get into the, the, the first division basketball, the path to get to right. first division or pro, it, you're it, done. It, yeah. it doesn't exist in the U.S. Right, exactly. And, that, and that's what I love about the European system where somebody can come from a smaller town, smaller club, and mm -hmm. he can work his way up into his mid-20s if he wants to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's just not possible in the U.S. Exactly. And that, that's what I really like about the, the, the system that they have there. Um, talking, talking a little bit about the, the Dormagen uh, Club as well. Um, you know, one of the things I, I noticed and I got to thinking, because congratulations to both you guys. You, you signed up uh, for three more years with the home club. We did. Thank you. Thanks. And, and, and that's a, that's a big thing. And, and it kind of goes along to what I was saying about club commitment, player commitment to the club. You know, it's right. a contract. You guys are pro athletes. Um, yeah. There's an expectation that goes with that. Exactly. Right. Right. Well, um, as you mentioned, we, we just signed three years and uh, just because we're, we're really happy with the team. We're happy with um, yeah. Yeah the the way we 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 practice uh what what possibilities we have with the taste by buyer domong and um that's just something that that makes us really happy we we love we love being here around cologne uh dusseldorf the area and um yeah having the possibility to to play with your your home team uh in, in the second division is just an honor and yeah. we're really fortunate for that and one thing I got to thinking, uh, because I've been investigating a little bit more on uh, college programs in the U.S. and how they're set up mm -hmm. and, and the scholarships and that sort of thing. And I got to thinking, because both of you guys are, you know, Patrick, I guess you're, you've completed your studies and you're still, you're still working on a degree. I got to thinking, you know, it's not that much different from someone who, um, is just playing for a scholarship at a big time university in a different sport. Maybe, maybe I've, maybe I've got that wrong, but you guys are, you're a student and you're an athlete much the same way somebody playing uh, basketball or football at Ohio state is, it's just not, it's just not fully connected with one institution. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, I think, um, yeah, that's totally correct. Um, the thing, like you said, is just that we don't really have that connection with um, our universities. Um, we're a separate club with uh, TSV Bayadomang, and um, yeah, everyone uh, if who studies or works um, has the possibility then to go to this club and play sports and play handball, and that's kind of the difference. Um, and I think there are probably a lot of pros and uh, cons for both kind of ways. Um, I mean, it's always really nice to see also like the, the college mentality um, with sports. Um, I wish we kind of would have that here too. 
Um, but I think there are also um, a lot of pros for, for having this, this club also. Yeah. Well, you know, the problem that the U.S. has sometime, you know, U.S. proper, I should say, is some guys just don't want to go to college and, and that's cool. Right. Except, except it's not cool. If you want to play <laughs> basketball, you got to go to college. Right. And, right. Um, it, it's just not, it's just not for everybody. Just like playing sports is not for everybody. Exactly. But, um, you know, so I saw the game with Dormagen, uh, uh, I guess it was on, uh, on Wednesday. Um, right. W- what a match, um, <laughs> right down to the wire, uh, Patrick, uh, scoring the last two goals there to, to keep pace with, uh, with Goomer's back. Uh, what a game. It was a, it was a great game. Well, we, it was a game that was um fighting 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 we were fighting both teams were fighting uh we had a a good defense again with a with a great goalie um and uh i think at the end the 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 24 24 tie was was okay um i think uh, both teams deserved a point um and uh for us it was more a winning point than it was for gummersbach uh so we were very excited to to end end this year with a with a point for for us, uh, yeah, for, fourth place in the table, in in the second division. That's right, unbelievable. So yeah, we are we are very excited uh, that we've been able to to contain uh, this level in the in the last couple of months and uh, to be up there. I think if if uh, someone said like four months ago, you guys will be at the end of the year on on the fourth place. Uh, we would sign it right away. Um, yeah, we're, we're very happy about uh, the situation. Um, and uh, hopefully in 221, we can still continue. Yeah. Now, now, one thing you guys were talking about earlier is, is how they're big rivals for you. Even at the pro level, I guess. So are you still playing against some of the same guys you played with? I mean, playing, you know, that played against when you were like 13, 14? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, of course, uh, a lot of players then switch the clubs or um, also stop maybe playing handball. Um, but now against Gumasbach, for example, there was um, one guy who is one year older than I am, and we also played him in the youth. Um, so that's definitely the case that you sometimes uh, yeah, see the other players um, you played against before. And um, on relative, you know, in terms of a pecking order, you know, I, I I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing Gummersbach correctly. You know, no, I, I, think, okay. <laughs> I think of gummy bears every time I've seen them. But uh, um, yeah, that's, that's right. I, I, they don't come from there, do they? Gummy bears? Or is that just no, no, just, no, 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 no. It's just <laughs> that's, But I remember oh, seeing them play in the in the. Uh, in the first division for many years. And, and I had a subscription to, to watch the Bundesliga before they, they started geo blocking me out. But okay. uh, Gummer's book, you know, they were always in the top, top level. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gummer's book is, I think it's the, the, well, last year when they went down, it was the first time they went to the second division. So uh, Gummer's book was always way on the top. 
uh, European, uh, they went to European tournaments. Uh, they were really, really good. And um, yeah, unfortunately they, they went down, um, but I think they're doing a good job to go back up. Yeah. And, and that, that's kind of where I wanted to, to, to head the discussion next. And I, and I saw it, I don't know if it either was in your write-up, Patrick, or Ian's write-up. There was a little bit of discussion. No, I, you know, we love Thormagen. We love staying with them. And it's right. high-level competition. And you know, maybe we can even go to the first division. And I read that, you know, like a week ago. And I'm like, hey, you know, guys are making some good progress. I'm not ready to say that, you know, that le- that leap to get up to the first division, you know, it's in shouting distance now. I, I mean, you guys, you know, right. maybe you're well, a player uh, too short. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you're right. Uh, that that should be our goal. That should be the goal of uh, Tias Valbaradormag because uh, Tias Valbaradormag was always one of the, the teams that went up or was in the first division. And, uh, well, we really have everything. So Dormagen is, uh, loves handball. Uh, as I mentioned, we have the, the infrastructure. We have a great uh, hall where we play. We have about 3,200 uh, or 3,400 people that can, can watch the game. And um, we're, we're progressing. So um, We've been now in the second division now for three years. Uh, we're doing a good job there. And uh, I think, or Ian thinks it too, it should be the goal of the team to maybe in like one, two, maybe three years, uh, go up and aim aim the first division. But but I guess the thing I yeah, was looking maybe, at... Oh, go ahead, Ian. Yeah, maybe one point to, uh, to add to that is, um, I think you maybe read that... Um, regarding our, our contracts, um, because that, that's really our goal. We want to stay um, like as one team um, and we want to try to, to hold the, the players um, and try to really focus on practicing with the same people and try to develop as a team. And that's why I think we think um, like in two or three years that we actually can, can make this step. Yeah, and I guess where I was getting at it from, from a, a, a selfish USA fan, you know, I want you guys playing at the highest level possible and, and becoming the best players possible. And, right. and part of me, part of me was like going, ah, you know, maybe, maybe Ian, maybe he could play first division. I mean, he's not going to sign with Keel, but you know, maybe he could play in like the lower part of the table, good situation, play against the best players. From a selfish standpoint, I was like, "On maybe that's a possibility." But now that I've been watching the, a lot of these second division games, I'm like, "On this is pretty high level handball too." I, I don't. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think um, what's what's really important is, I mean, like you said, if you go to a first division team, um, I think it's probably first, the first step is hard to get into the team. You have to really show yourself. You have to um, really show that you're a player who can play over uh, 30 or 40 minutes, um, like on a really high consistent level. Um, And we, 
we now in Dormagen um, have the privilege that we can really play or get a lot of um, a lot of playing time, and I think that makes us better and better um, each game. And um, of course, first league um, would be something huge as well. Um, but I think that um, regarding playing time, we would still maybe have to go a step back and maybe just have the possibility to play maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes at first. Um, and now from the experience, um, just playing really 60 minutes almost in a game, um, that really makes a, a big issue. Yeah, because one of the things I was looking at, you know, in order to, you know, get promoted to the first division, that is a that is a dogfight, and you know I'm looking at I'm looking at like uh, Gummersbach and Hamburg and man you can only slip up once or twice in the season if you want to go up because only, right. only two teams get to do it and then there's always going to be a couple teams coming down from the first division that are like mm-hmm. they're going to be you know wanting to get back up it's uh, exactly so the so the second league is is. Uh, so equally, so there's like every team can beat beat each other. Uh, in the in the first league, it's like maybe a little different. You'll have Flensburg, you'll have Kiel, um, that are really so good individually, so good that they they really beat the the teams on the bottom. But in and that's we experience this uh, unfortunately uh, when we play against uh, First and Feldbruck. Uh, we lost against a team that went up from the third to the second, and they were last. So um, it's it's really a a dogfight in the second Bundesliga. Everybody can can beat everyone, and uh, if you're not concentrated for really for sixty minutes the whole year uh, and lose points, then then you're gone. So then you're gone and can't really go up anymore. Well, and and, and that's why the. You know that point was a, a lot bigger point for you than it was for uh, Goomersbach because right. that's a point that could keep them from getting promoted. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one thing, you know, I, I guess you, you you're actually going to be working now with the club, Patrick, and you've got a marketing degree, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I have. I have a um, well, I did international business here in uh, Germany. And I'll be focusing on the marketing and uh, sponsoring, uh, trying to get new new uh, um, companies to, to help us out. And uh, that will be one of my main fields. Yeah. One thing that I was curious about was, um, and this is something I have talked about for years, about, um, you know, if handball is going to get bigger in the U.S., that we need like a a Dirk Nowitzki um, playing in Europe that people can identify with and, and root for. Um, right. And, and that's, you know, I was wondering, you know, what your perspective was on that sort of thing from a marketing standpoint and whether even a club like Dormagen um, with two Americans already playing for it, I guess, I guess Drew Donlin played, played on your second team for, for a season. You know, what, what, what's the possibility of a club like Dormagen um, kind of being like an ambassador or kind of like a, an America's team um, for handball fans back in the States? Um, it, well, it depends because um, I think on the marketing perspective, 
it's it's pretty hard to to get the Americans to to watch handball just because uh, baseball, basketball, ice hockey, and uh, football are just so huge and like stuck to to the U.S. Americans in their head. Um, but otherwise, that's what we al- always said is that handball is like a mix out of all these kind of sports, and um, we we don't really understand why Americans don't don't love the sport. Well, they they do always. If we if we talk to people about the sport, they're like, oh my god, and we show them YouTube videos of Team Handball, and they're like, why don't we have this sport? Why didn't we? Why don't we see this sport on television? So I think it is a marketing issue. Just that uh, the U.S. doesn't really um, uh, promote the sport enough, but I think and uh, that's it is a good idea that there could be like uh, the Tejfar Bayadoman who who is like an ambassador for this sport, um, but it would have to expand a lot more. Well, it's just I just look at at some of the things like uh, what the Houston Rockets did with Yao Ming in China, um, right. And, and I know, I know when I was living in France, you know, everybody was Tony Parker, this Tony Parker, that, and they, there were people right, that became right, right. San Antonio Spur fans and, and Germans yeah. that became Dallas Mavericks fans. I, exactly. I guess, you know, now that you have an official role with the club, I'm just wondering, doesn't have to be <laughs> a big thing. Just maybe yeah, it could. something to think about um, right, as a possibility. Right. right. Um, but uh, let's, Let's switch gears now and actually uh, talk about USA Team Manball. And, and let's talk about how you guys got involved with our national teams and the process that, that got you from, uh, you know, putting on the stars and stripes and, and representing the U.S. Ian, why don't you take, take the lead? Yeah. Um, so it, it all started um, off with our good friend Daniel Eggert, um, a, a Danish uh, handball player who played in, uh, in Dormagen with us. And uh, he then was invited um, to a tournament, I think it was in New York, um, to, to, play, um, to play in this tournament. And um, he had then contact to Mark Ortega, and Mark Ortega then... Um, he asked him and said, "Hey, do you by any chance know handball players who um, who are Americans and who play in Europe? Because we really want to try to build up a team." And um, it was funny because Daniel Egad, he was new in our team, and he was like, "Oh, I'm I'm not really sure, but I think I have these these two young men who are actually also American. I think their mom is American, and um, that's how everything kind of got started." Uh, Daniel. Egad, he he asked us then and you you are American right and you have the American passport and we were like yeah we do and then um yeah Mark Ortega he contacted us and um yeah since then we we started then yeah in, in your first game uh Ian I was with uh, the U.S. against Canada at Auburn is that correct Yes, exactly. Um, so we had the first time we we met the national team was actually in Dormagen where they um, had like a little training camp. Um, but my first official game was um, in Auburn where we played against Canada. Yeah, that was really well, exciting. It, it was really exciting for me because um, I, I had heard about uh, a, a new center back for a team and I'm like going, 
wow, you know, this is, this is great. We got somebody to, uh, experienced player to distribute the ball and he's, he's experienced, but he's still young. And I'm like, oh, no, this is a good deal. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and Patrick, how did you, uh, you, if I remember correct, you weren't, uh, it, it took a while. You know, I don't know if there was some games or issues or whatever. You didn't play. Um, no, no, no. Um, I had, I unfortunately had it for Canada. Um, I had an overlap with my like main exams uh, oh, okay. for university. So I, I wasn't able to, to postpone those, uh, those exams. And that's why I, well, I still went to the, to the training camp at Dormagen, couldn't play Canada, but then afterwards uh, I, I just went in. Yeah. And, and, and you, you mentioned briefly, your mother is Americans. Is, is that how you, you got citizenship and what, what talk a little bit about your ties to the States and, uh, um, you know, trips back to the U.S., that sort of thing. Right. So um, my mother was born and raised in San Francisco. And um, that's how that's how well, my my aunt and my uncles, they live in San Francisco. Two of them, my my mother has three siblings, three um, sisters. Two of them live in, in the States in San Francisco and one lives in Switzerland. And um, that's how that's how we well, maybe I have to like swift a little. So, so uh, my my mother met a my father, a German. He lives here in this area, Cologne, uh, Düsseldorf, um, and uh, then she moved over. Um, but after I think like ten years, uh, they they got a divorce, and uh, in that time, then we went over to San Francisco uh, for two years, staying with my grandparents. Um, that's where we lived there for two years. Had a great time. Uh, played baseball. Played basketball. Did everything. Um, what what ages were you and, then? Uh, huh? What age ages were you guys then? Oh, uh, we were like about. I was seven. Ian was five. Ian was still very small. Um, but yeah, we had a, a great time. And uh, then it was. It's a funny situation. My mother. Uh, met in a new a new man that is from the same town uh, <laughs> here in, in Germany. So we eventually then came back and um, they are married and uh, happily married now since uh, 20 years. Yeah. So, so you got a couple of years in the U.S. So you got that that tie tie back to the States. And, you know, you know sometimes it's sometimes it's, it's viewed as, you know, controversial. You know, why, you know, you know, all Americans, you know, they're they're dual citizens and uh, and, uh, you know, they didn't grow up in the States. And I've, I've got my own perspective on that after after living in, in France for five years. Um, right. Uh, you know, what what's your what's your perspective on that? Um, you know, we, we do have a lot of dual citizens now, but it still seems like a like an American team to me. Um, what's your guys' perspective on that? Yeah, um, I think, um, like you said, it's um, a lot of players um, of us, I think, have the, the same experience like we did. Um, we, we don't really, like, say we're um, dual citizen or we feel more German or more American. Um, uh, Patrick once said it, and I um, think he said it really good because – 
um, of course we live in Germany, but um, we, we come over and um, visit our family almost every year when it's possible, of course, when we do not play too much handball. Um, but every time we come back, it's, it feels like home. Uh, right away and um, I think that's that's really a important fact um, that we of course we have dual citizenships but um, we can really identify um, actually being also American and I think that it's also for for the sport now um, it's kind of the first step of of trying to to bring this sport a little bit more popular and it's 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 really hard to um, yeah, create a team just of like full Americans who only have the American passport because hardly anyone plays this sport. Um, so therefore, I think it's just important that we're kind of the starting point and that we um, yeah, show the younger generations now um, what a great sport this is and that they, they maybe start um, developing and wanting, wanting really to play the sport. Well, I think I think that was I think that was very well said, and uh, um, having lived abroad, I sometimes think that uh, if you're an American living in Europe, and you get some questions about why are you an American, and when I was there, it was uh, it was the Iraq War and, and George Bush. I can't I, I can't hardly imagine sometimes uh, knowing the political leanings of a lot of Europeans and like Donald Trump and uh, he's your president. Right. And, you know, I guess what I'm right. saying is you almost, you almost in some respects become, you, you really think about what it means to be an American, not living in America. Exactly. Definitely. And that's a really funny point because um, I, I just moved now with my parents. Um, we, we have now a, a new home um, and um, we have our American flag here. We, we put our American flag up and it looks really nice. And uh, there some people were walking by and they're all also asking, oh, these people are American, I guess. Huh? And I, I also heard something about Trump already. And so that's really funny you mentioning that. Yeah, I, I, I can just imagine. Um, <laughs> well, you know, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about what's happening here in the next... Uh, two to three weeks here. Uh, you guys, you guys are actually uh, getting ready, probably packing up the, packing up the suitcase and uh, getting ready for a training mm -hmm. game. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going to happen in Denmark. So uh, we will be uh, leaving on the 4th of January. We there, well, there'll be all from all over the place and we'll be flying into to Denmark. Um, one week training camp, just to, to get together, uh, be able to practice together. Cause we've, I think we haven't seen each other in, uh, since Lima, Peru, um, due to the, to the COVID situation. Um, so yeah, we are really happy now to, to get together before the, the tournament, um, in Egypt, uh, practicing together, just like to get a, get a kind of feeling of uh knowing each other playing with each other and uh that will be a week and after that we'll be able to go to one of the biggest championships a a handball player dreams of and uh, i think we're really fortunate about that uh really lucky to be able to play for our, our home country and uh i think it will be a blast yeah do you guys know uh 
you guys going to play any uh, friendly matches? Uh, who you guys might be playing? We do. We have three uh, Danish uh, first division teams. Um, let me let me check. I I always pronounce them uh, wrong. <laughs> Here it's um, the first game will be against Holding, I think. Uh, Reba Reba E. I don't know. Uh, um, uh, Sunderisk and Colding. Oh, that's those are some. Uh, Pardon my pronunciation; it's uh, probably wrong, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that should present some good competition for you guys. Uh, chance to yeah, uh, exactly uh, see a lot of different combinations. Um, one one concern I have is you know, like I said, I've been watching you guys play. I've seen Drew Donlin play several times with Lyon. Uh, I even saw mm-hmm. Alex Alex Chan. Uh, right. play a game. Um, I saw Paul Markowski uh, playing in the goal and for his club in Hungary. Uh-huh. And several several guys getting a lot of good playing time, but you know some of the guys uh, you know lower division. Like I, I'm guessing, like Sam Hodderson, you know, you know he plays on a, a, a third division club, and I, I think they were right. shut down. A lot of players haven't been able to play. Is it going to be tough to? to take the guys that are like in, you know, fighting form and the guys that are going to really going to need some time to to get up to speed. Right. I think that's a, that's a uh, big issue uh, for, for the players, even though I think uh, most of the players that were shut down um, had possibilities or solutions to to practice with teams. Um, For example, Gary, uh, Gary's team was shut down, but he had the possibility to, to, to train and practice with us during the oh. time. Okay. Um, well, that's, so, that's, that's good. To yeah. Hear. Yeah. Right. So um, it is, it is a different situation because uh, like real playing time uh, to, to training time is something totally different. If you have playing experience, it's something totally different to just practicing day for day. But uh, I think we're all fit. That should be, uh, that should be good. And um that's why I think uh, that that it should work out. They'll be, they'll get back to their um, performance. Yeah. Well, level. as as much as possible. <laughs> like, like you said, it's it's tough to. I mean, that's why I right. feel I feel really good about the games you guys have been playing. You guys have been going to war. Um, it, right. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for those guys to, you know, just going back from when I used to play. It's it's tough to, to contain go from, that level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be happy. We'll, you know, we'll be having like 10 games if you take the three friendly matches with we'll have we'll be having 10 games in two and a half weeks so uh it will it will be tough um not only for the the players that maybe haven't been playing now in the last month but even uh for us too we've been playing uh since october and we've had uh 13 games uh i think even like seven or eight games in december um so it, it will be tough, but I think that this opportunity that we're becoming um, is just so huge, and uh, we we won't really be thinking about how how tough it will be. Yeah. Hey, Ian, one one one. I mentioned uh, Alex Chan, and and like I have watched a couple of his Liga basketball games. Have you had a chance to to check out his play some? Uh, no, un- unfortunately not. But I, I heard a lot of um, positive things already about him. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to to meet him up and uh, to play together with him now. Yeah, it, it should be really interesting how um, 
your styles will complement each other. Um, and uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how the coach, you know, works his different backcourt options, um, you know, from what you got from the team that you guys had in Lima, you know, for the Pan Am games to, to this team. And, you know, one week to, to kind of sort that out, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. There's a lot of talent there. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how you guys can, uh, you know, put the, all the puzzle pieces together, so to speak. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the good thing about um, that, like you mentioned, all really young, young guys. Um, so we really have um, yeah, a good chance to really connect with each other. I think um, over now um, more, more than just uh, one or two years. Years, um, we can really start developing developing ourselves as a team, and um, yeah, that's what we also, of course, want to do. We want to try to develop us and uh, to to go to LA 2028. That's the the main goal. Yeah, and well, even I, just having the opportunity, just having the opportunity to like now start something big for the for the team US handball, um, and I think that the World Cups is a huge opportunity for the. Uh, no, no, uh, no disagreement here. That's a, it's a, it's a wonderful stage to play on. Um, let, let's right. talk real brief about the first three opponents. Um, right out of the gate, you guys will be playing Austria. And I, I actually uh, saw today that uh, one of uh, Austrian's backcourts actually played for Goomersbach, but I guess he didn't play against you guys because of a, an Achille tendon. And then also, uh, mm-hmm. Raul Santos, uh, uh, actually originally from the Dominican Republic of all places. Um, uh-huh. you know, have you guys played against some of the other Austrian athletes in, in previous? Uh, we, we have, we had a, um, um, an Austrian that played for Coburg or still does play for Coburg, uh, Coburg. Uh, he now plays in the first division, but we played against him. Uh, we played against uh, Alex Hermann. Um, he played in the second uh, pivot from Dormagen, Antonio Jurich. Uh, that will be a uh, part of the, U- uh, the the Austrian team. So that is pretty exciting to play against uh, your own teammate. Um, yeah, I think uh, that Austria, they're, they're a really good team as well. But I think if we uh, would have to say which chances are the biggest to win, uh, we would say Austria is, uh, is the biggest chance to win. Uh, Norway and France, um, they're, they're really good. So uh, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be lying about that. Those are teams that are, um, that are just above all expectations. And um, it will just be fun to, like, um, to compete against them and, uh, yeah, maybe even to – uh, how do you say it? Um, uh, yeah, I somehow push them. Yeah, push them. Show some flashness, flashes of right. where you can you can play against them. And, and like we were talking a little bit beforehand, how you know we played against Sweden and and Bengen's, Bengen's boys, and right. we played with them for half. Right. Um, they. They had, and they, I remember Per Carlin having to put on a, you know, take off his sweat and come into the game. I'm like going, yeah, yeah you yeah. thought you're just going to roll right over us, which they did in the second half, yeah. <laughs> which they did. Exactly. But 
you know, the thing, the thing for us, and, you know, I was one of those guys that didn't grow up playing handball. I, I was able to say like, these guys, I mean, they're way better handball players than, than we are, but you know, maybe not me, but like Derek Heath, Derek Heath's a better athlete than anybody on this team, you know? Right. So um, that's, that's to me, what I'll be looking for is, is competing and uh, you know, hanging tough for a while, you know, maybe there'll right. be some, there'll be some fast breaks and you know, you guys will get behind, but playing right. all 60 minutes. Just making the best out of it. Yeah. That's, that's what our goal is too. Yeah. yeah. And, and then I think what we were talking a little bit about with Austria, obviously a more experienced team but exactly you guys have played against some of those guys uh, i don't think you're going to be you're not going to be in awe maybe the same way you will when you yeah uh, right you, right yeah so we'll, we'll, we'll be excited what happens we'll see. we'll see what happens <laughs> all right well well guys it, it's been it's been great chatting with you getting to know you guys a little bit better i'll be uh definitely be watching from the u.s um yeah, really looking forward to a, you know, a strong performance, and uh, you know, all I can say is, is good luck to you guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you for having us. It was a, was a pleasure Thanks talking so to you, and uh, we'll hope to see you soon. All right. Well, this so, is. So, so how are you going to uh, to watch the games? We have to also uh, tell our family how they can um, watch well, the games best. Let's just say that behind the scenes, I've done everything possible <laughs> to get these games on TV with the best network possible. From my perspective, there is nothing more important than the development of the sport in this country than right. getting them on the best channel possible. I know that there's some discussions that have taken place. Right. Um, a, a high level guy at ESPN followed me on Twitter, you know, and I had a right. conversation with him. So I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I have some optimism that uh, that maybe uh, ESPN or NBC or, or you know some some network will pick up these games. Uh, okay. A lot of times these deals end awesome. up getting done at the last moment. Um, right. Right. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Well, that's the best. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, for Ian and Patrick Hooter, uh, this is John Ryan. And thanks for listening.